It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It's time for another episode of the Drop Podcast, and I am your host, Lance Descott. And today's episode, we're going to be going over the game recap of the Blues versus Canucks. It was played on February 16th. You know, these teams going in two different directions. The Canucks are fighting for their playoffs lives. The Blues were fighting for their playoffs lives before they uh, uh, were able to get this winning streak going. And now they're comfortably in third place in the Central Division behind the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks. So as long as they keep playing pretty decently, they're going to have a great shot at getting that number three spot in the Central and be able to have a much better playoff seed and a much better situation going into the playoffs. They have to continue the good play that they've been playing on the road against teams such as Montreal and Ottawa and Toronto. And they just have been playing great. They needed to come out tonight against the Canucks team, like I said, that was very desperate. And the Blues knew that the Canucks were not going to lay down for them. This was going to be a tough game, and it was. Uh, From the puck drop, you could tell the Canucks wanted this game badly, but the Blues also wanted the game badly. And in fact, they were able to get on the scoreboard first on this beautiful goal by Magnus Pajarvi. What he created was a hot potato there. That's a tough one. It was with the draw, shot, rebound in front, from the goaltender couldn't get his left skate tight to the post we just saw a sequence in which Jake Allen was able to do so and here a face-off win by Barbashev back to the point off the boards Magnus Payarvi Magnum P.I. gets to the net backhander off the far knee and into the net you know with all the injuries the Blues have had with Fabry and Stasny and you know Braziak being out and he's coming back uh ahead of schedule should be back Saturday against Buffalo. These players like Payarvi, Barbashev, and Agostino, the Chicago Wolf guys that uh, are normally down in the minors, need to show up, and they have. Uh, the Blues need that from these guys. They don't need them to replace Fabry and be Fabry or be Stasny. They need to have them guys be themselves and do what they can to contribute to this team who is the hottest team in the NHL right now, in my mind. Uh, that goal by Payarvi would be his third of the year. It was assisted by Shattenkirk, his 29th. What an offensive weapon in Shattenkirk. Barbashev gets his first NHL assist. That goal was four minutes and 30 seconds in, and the Blues are ahead one to nothing. Uh, You could tell the Canucks uh, really uh, were playing well. They were really hitting on all cylinders, but the Blues were just able to stop them uh, through most of the first period up until about the 10-minute mark when uh, Bo Hovart would get his 18th goal uh, and put it past Jake Allen to tie the game at 1-1. to Dumps it to the far corner. Gets away from Horvat, gives the puck away. Trampkin in front. Horvat scores. Nikita Trampkin with the interception. Got the puck to Bo Horvat, who put it upstairs to tie the game in one. Boy, what a great read by Nikita Trampkin. And that's like Bo Horvat's shootout move. In alone, wait, get the goaltender to fall down, then just lift it over his catching glove. 
You can see Nikita Trampkin tapping Bo Horvat for the great finish. Bowmeister tries to fire it up the middle and Trampkin jumps in, feeds Bo Horvat. Nice pass right along the ice. Huge mistake by Jay Bowmeister. Uh, this definitely was not Jay Bowmeister's best game. He made several mistakes in the game. Uh, the other ones weren't major, but this one was major and he passed it just d directly uh, to the Canucks player, Triampkin, and he was able to get it to Bo Hobart and Bo Hobart puts it past Jake Allen as Jake goes down right over the glove side and it ties the game at one apiece. That would be Bo Hobart's 18th goal and Triampkin's sixth assist and that was 10 minutes and 15 seconds into the first period. And as I said earlier, this game was basically pretty evenly matched. Both teams playing hard, both teams putting pressure on the opposition's goalie. Both teams were able to get to some puck control and get it out. So it, I knew this was going to be a very close game. Uh, the Blues, however, were uh, wanting it not to be a close game, of course. And uh, about 17 minutes into the first period, Yori Letera gets his sixth goal uh, to give the Blues a 2-1 to one lead going out of the first period. Jack back for Pareko. He'll wait. Try to hit Tarasenko. Now he does. Tarasenko in front. Rebound. They score! Patera gets a break, and the Blues take a 2-1 lead. Well, tough for these referees to get out of the way all the time, but the Blues take advantage of this puck hitting the skates of the referee in the corner to the left of the goaltender, Jacob Markstrom. And with that play, keep your eye on the strong side the right side there it goes off the boards and the defenseman of vancouver thinks it's going around the boards which it should instead it pops up the skate goes right to tarasenko and tarasenko takes advantage of it the shot slowed down the rebound and right between the legs of goaltender markstrom yeah the refs had a bad night last night they were continually in the wrong position pucks were hitting off of them they were getting in the way of players I don't know what was going on, but it was not a good night for the refs. But in this instance, it turned out good for the Blues because the puck went off the ref's skate in the corner. And if he wouldn't have been there, it would it would have went right around to the Canuck player who would have probably cleared it out. But uh, the things uh, went the Blues' way, and they got the bounce. The bounce went uh, off the ref's skate to Tarasenko. He put it on net, and Laterra was there to get the rebound. And uh, Laterra gets his sixth goal of the year. Tarasenko, 28th assist. Pareko is 24th assist. And that was 17 minutes and 17 seconds into the first period. The Blues uh, were happy to have this lead going into the second period. It was a pretty good second period overall. Uh, there would only be one goal in the period. And sad to say, it wasn't the Blues. Uh, Henrik Sedin uh, would get uh, an assist from his brother, a great pass to get his 12th goal, 827 into the second period to tie the game at two apiece. Puck was in too tight. He missed it. Now he's after it again. Marcus Granlund, three blues on him. Henrik Sedin comes in after the back. Here's Daniel to Henrik. He scores. Henrik Sedin set up by Daniel. Scott Trade Center in an uproar. They didn't like the whistle on the last one, and the Canucks come down the ice and tie the game. The captain makes it 2-2. And you can see them congratulating Marcus Granlund because it's Granlund's forecheck that creates all the havoc in and around the St. Louis net. And a nice play. Jake Allen has it covered. There's Granlin in. And Granlin takes Bowmeister. And look at Granlin. He's got three blues. And Daniel and Henrik. A little back pass from Daniel to Henrik. And he's on the forehand. Three blues with Granlin. And Henrik's got it in the net before they release and get back on Henrik and Daniel Sedin. 
Henrik Sedin's 12th goal of the season. It's his first since he beat Roberto Luongo for his 1,000th career point. Yeah, what they're talking about, uh, the Blues, I thought it scored a goal, but uh, it was an early whistle, and they uh, didn't give the goal to the Blues, which would have given them a 3-1 to lead. But instead, uh, Henrik Sedin gets this goal, uh, assisted by his brother Daniel Sedin. It was Sedin's 12th goal. His brother Daniel's 20th assist, and Granlin gets his 11th assist. And as I said, it was 8-27 into the second period, and it would tie it 2-2. Two to two, And that was all of the offense in the second period. The Blues uh, had played good enough to win this game up to this point. They wanted to come out strong in the third period, and they did come out strong. And it was nice to see the Blues get a goal early in a period rather than giving one up. And, of course, who else would it be? None other than Vladimir Tarasenko on a power play goal to give the Blues a 3-2 to two lead. Tarasenko and Latera. Shattenkirk. Then around to Steen. Shattenkirk again. Tarasenko again. A shot. He scores! Steen. Now Steen finds the hole back to Shattenkirk. Now they work it around. Now it's Tarasenko in the wheelhouse. And look at the positioning in front of the net. I mentioned it might be David Perron instead in front. The main screen was Yuri Laterra. Laterra did a, a great job of screening the goaltender. But just a funny play to watch. Uh, Laterra got the puck to the side of the goal uh, and just passed it to Tarasenko. Tarasenko was like, uh, I don't want it. Passed it to Laterra. Laterra was like, uh, I don't want it either, uh, uh, Vladimir. And passed it back to Tarasenko. He's like, hey, come on. I don't want this puck either. <laughs> I didn't think anybody else was going to get involved in the play. But eventually they got the puck to Shattenkirk. And then Shattenkirk gave it to Tarasenko. And Tarasenko gets his 27th goal. Shattenkirk's 30 assist. And Steen is 27th assist, and that was just 58 seconds in to the third period, and the Blues get a power play goal. Nice to see them get a power play goal in the last few games. Their power play has not looked very well, although it's still ranked pretty high in the league, I think sixth or seventh. So at this point, the Blues are really playing well. They're really taking the game to Vancouver. Vancouver's not getting as many chances as I would say they did in the first couple of periods. The Blues are starting to lock things down. They're getting some offensive opportunities. And one of those offensive opportunities uh, were able to get uh, behind the goaltender when Alex Steen gets his 12th goal just five minutes into the third period to give the Blues a 4-2 to lead. Blues up by one. A power play goal here in the third from Tarasenko. They look for more. Steen a shot, and he scores! Steen with a spinner. Well, of all the chances the Blues have, that wasn't the one I thought was going to go in the net. Steen runs out of options, and he decides, well, I'm just going to sweep it there towards the goaltender. <laughs> and he goes right over to Bert Golden, who fixed his blade on the quick change, his skate blade. And Alexander Steen looked right over at the veteran trainer, Bert. And he knows this is a lucky one. He's got Laterra in front, but the defenseman went down and smothered the low end of the ice. So at this point, you can see he's looking hes looking towards the middle. He waits for the goaltender to cheat a little bit, and he does. He cheats. Yeah, the goaltender uh, did cheat a little bit and started to move just a little bit across his crease, and it just left the side open for Steen to put the puck in. Nice to see the Blues' second power play goal of the night. Beautiful goal by Steen. And it gives the Blues a 4-2 to two lead. That was Steen's 12th goal. 
Shattenkirk's 31st assist, his third of the night. Uh, Shattenkirk had a very big game tonight, and that was five minutes into the third period. Vancouver wouldn't wait very long to show the Blues they were not done in this game. And just about a minute and a half later, Brandon Sutter would give his 15th goal to make this a much closer game going into the rest of the second period to get it closer to four to three Blues. Hit by Reeves as he dumped the puck around. Sutter makes a move. Erickson back to Stetcher. And the left point. Let's one go. Deflected in. Brandon Sutter on the tip. And the Canucks are back within one. Jake Allen checking his stick. I don't know why that one went clean through. Great shot by Alexander. Banks it in off Brandon Sutter. And the Canucks are right back in it. Pass across to Alexander. He takes aim. It's off the tip of the stick. I thought it hit his skate. That was a good tip by Brandon Sutter. That was a very nice tip by Brandon Sutter. And uh, he gets his uh, 15th goal of the year. Edler gets his 12th assist and Stetcher gets his 15th assist. And that was six minutes and 49 into the third. It would be four to three at that point, And neither team would be able to get uh, a puck across the goal line past that. And the Blues win this game four to three to get their sixth win in a row under new coach Mike. Um, you know, the Blues played just a great game. Uh, you know, it wasn't a shutout game, but they still played a very solid game from start to finish. And they get the big win. Uh, puts them solidly in third place in the Central Division. And they're looking very good right now going into the playoffs. Let's continue doing this, and everything should be good for them. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Canucks fall to 25-27-6 and six with the loss. The Blues improved to 31-22-5. Shots on goal were even at 21. The Blues were 2-for-4 on the power play. The Canucks were 0-for-2, and that was a difference in the game. Nice to see the Blues actually win a face-off battle. 56% to 44%. Horvat gets a goal for the Canucks, his 18th. Henrik Sedin gets a goal, his 12th. Uh, Sutter gets a goal, his 15th. And uh, Markstrom makes 17 out of 21 saves. Payarvi on the blue side gets his third goal. Laterra gets his sixth goal. Tarasenko gets a power play goal, his 27th. He also added an assist. Alexander Steen gets a power play goal, his 12th, and also had added an assist. And Shattenkirk has a big game and uh, gives the Blues three assists. Allen made 18 out of 21 saves and played a pretty good game. Nice to see the Blues continue this hot streak. Hopefully they can continue to keep play, moving forward, playing positive, playing solid, solid hockey, solid defensively, taking, uh, taking the uh, opportunities that are given to them and scoring when they need to. That's the difference between this team now and uh, before uh, uh, Ken Hitchcock was let go. Uh, let's go ahead and go into the um, post-game press conference. You know, I like our attitude, um, you know, our vibe. I think today, uh, you know, obviously it was back and forth. They played hard. They've been sitting here in St. Louis for a couple of days waiting for us. And, um, you know, they were prepared and, and played hard, played well. And, you know, Jakey made some big saves for us. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, the power play came through in the third period, and that was pretty much the difference. You head back out on the road now with you know, guys sitting to figure out, figured out how to, how to win on the road now? Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're not looking at it that way. We're looking at it as another game, another opportunity for us to get better and build on our game. And um, you know, when Mike came in, it's been some tweaks and, and detailed adjustments in our game. And uh, it's something we want to continue to build on. So whether we're in our building or another building, we uh, we got to try and play the same way. Obviously, we'll make some 
little adjustments depending on who we're playing. But for the most part, we got to play uh, play this style the way we have been. I think we've been doing a good job of selfless acts and blocking shots. You see, first shift tonight, Bergie does a big job, and uh, you know our D have been blocking shots from distance, which isn't easy. So you never know where they're coming. Um, you know, Snakey blocks one without his helmet on. So. Those tweaks that you mentioned that Mike's brought in, do you think that those tweaks have probably helped your game individually? Uh, me personally, yes. I think it's helped the whole group. I think it's been a collective uh, approach to a sounder game, if that makes any sense. That is a great message, I thought. You know, we're, we're tired. You know, there's no question. I think that long road trip, we've been battling hard. We've been finding ways to win games. We laid it all on the line, and... We didn't have much juice, to be honest, in the third period, but we came out. We got two goals. They got a quick one back, and we hung on there. It was really impressive, you know. I, um, great way to cap off this uh, this this little trip we have, or I guess win streak we got going on, and uh, hopefully bring it into Buffalo. Can I say even more when you win like that as opposed to six nothing? Yeah, you know, score doesn't really matter, but tonight was impressive. You know, it was. It was a weird game on both sides. Lots of weird bouncy pucks, bounces everywhere. The ice was tough tonight, and um, you know we just found ways to grind it out. You know, guys did a great job. You know, our PP wasn't clicking, but then you know Vladdy did his thing in the third and got us going there. So it was it was nice. The number of zone time there, but guys blocking shots again. That seems yeah. to be your kind of your mantra. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just I think we're just so much more compact. I think it's easier for us to block shots than it was before. I think before we were spread out a lot more and it was tougher to get in lanes, and now we're right there. Here, when we get big bodies in the back end, and a lot of times pucks just hit our big guys there, and I know it's some big blocks. And um, you know they're they're a creative team. Those Sedins are are pretty fun to watch, and they've been doing it for a long time. So they have us in the zone there, but we did a good job. Remember the last time you faced a shot without a mask. Uh, I did in the minors a couple of times. You know, it's it's a weird rule because uh, there's some times where some refs call it and some refs don't. And sometimes it's dangerous. You know, I've made it a couple of saves before without a mask on, but um, it's a tough rule. You know, my mask, the buckle completely snapped off there, so it was, I couldn't see it in my right eye, and I just sort of pulled it off. And then, you know, actually, you know, they, they, don't, they don't think they saw it. And then until they got puck out in the zone, the guy was right there, so I just sort of came out at him in case they didn't blow it. He just said he didn't see it. He said the puck, the, once the play went out up ice there, no one learned, took or looked back, and I was sort of, I was yelling, and uh, it's loud out there. It's tough to hear sometimes, and, um, you know, fortunately, no harm came from it. You know, I think as coaches, we were a little bit nervous about this game coming back off, you know, off a five-game road trip. It's always, uh, it's always a challenge in itself. But then you're faced with the fact that uh, you played the night before, um, and you're, you know, with travel and you're playing against a team that's sitting here waiting for you. A team that, um, you know, for you know, we knew we were expecting a playoff game from them. Playoff mentality. Uh, they're fighting for their lives right now, so we knew it was going to be a challenge uh, with that. Through. Two periods, uh, I would say, in a lot of ways, it was frustrating and it was, didn't look the way that you know we would like for it to look. But what really impressed me uh, was our response in the third period. Well, you know what? It's uh, I think what it is is it, it's it's we want to keep building, and uh, and part of the things that you're building is uh, 
you know, is your game. And, and it could be the offensive parts. It could be, you know, the defensive parts and all those types of things. But um, and part of it is just sort of uh, that winning attitude or that mental toughness of you weren't at your best. But, uh, you know, I, I think it, it would have been easy for us to be frustrated and, and to go out and continue to do the same things. But it's not easy. It's not you can't just flip a switch. But, uh, you know, I think our guys really regrouped well uh, in between the second and third period, recognized um, the areas that we needed to do better and then uh, went out and got the job done. Well, I think it's for us, we just have to recognize and, and, and make sure that we know, you know, they were playing well and I think they felt good about where they're at. But in our eyes, it always has to be about us. And, you know, when we're playing well, there's a reason why. And when we're not, there's a reason why. And, and um, you know, it was just simple matter of, you know, looking at, uh, at ourselves and figuring out what we weren't doing well enough and making sure that, uh, that we corrected it. Leslie, you said that the power play could have made a difference and obviously stretching the lead. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they saved it for tonight. <laughs> um, that was, uh, you know, f for me, uh, when the game was on the line, those guys, obviously, you've got key players on the power play, and um, and that's what you need. Jake, the first goalie since Gump Worsley to face a shot without a mask? I don't know. <laughs> he stood in there, though. He's he's crazy. But, uh, yeah, for sure. It's, we were trying to get a hold of the, you know, we were trying to get a tent the the, the the attention of the refs there so yeah it's it's pretty scary when the guy's coming down and and he's ready to shoot and you know in, in that area where he was getting the puck more often than not they're shooting high so that was a little bit uh, a little bit scary for sure can you describe the Uh, desperation, uh, you know, I, I think recognizing that every play um, could be the difference in the hockey game, and then that's just what we continue to try to build. And and uh, it could be a block shot, one shift. It could be, you know, the, the mentality and the focus that you go in with at a faceoff at a certain time of the game too. So, um, you know, every play matters, and every play, you know, all those little plays add up to be the difference in the game. And uh, and so, uh, you know, what I like about it right now is is we've been we keep talking about it night after night, and it's it's a different guy, you know, every night it's been somebody different, uh, you know, tonight, uh, Berge and, and, uh, Pareko, um, two guys, you know, sacrifice their bodies and, and, uh, you know, again, we can keep going back over the games. It's somebody different every night. And, and uh, and that's what happens when, when one guy does it, then you, you know, I've said this before, you see somebody doing that for you, you feel like you, you owe it to them. Yeah, you don't win. You don't win six games in a row without without that happening. Uh, you know what's what's really important for us right now. Um, you know is to make sure we've got some guys that really need to get some rest tomorrow um, and find a way. You know that means that they're not going to skate. There's going to be a challenge of of not skating in the morning on Saturday and not skating tomorrow for some of those guys. Um, so we're going to have to find a way to to make sure that we're sharp. Uh, despite that, to start the game. But what, what's really important for me is I know that that's going to be a hard game, another hard game. Um, you know, the way that I've seen Buffalo be playing lately, it's going to be a challenge for us. Um, and I think the, the biggest part of that challenge is is that we don't start feeling too good about ourselves, about what we've done, and, and, and again, that we recognize you know all the little things whether it's the block shots whether it's the, you know um you know the the little plays and the little things and the sacrifice and and the commitment to the game that we're playing and that's why we're having that success well it's 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 the players yeah i mean they're they're 
their focus, their commitment. Um, for me, I've always been a big believer in, in you know, you, you can't just flip a switch once the game starts. So, you know, I think that the mentality that we've had day in and day out, we come to the rink, we try to get better. Um, whatever the result was the day before, uh, if we win, we lose, whatever, we want to come back the next day and we, we want to start preparing. We want to start getting ready for the next one. And, and when you do that, you're, you know, the puck drops and more often than not, you're ready to go. That was, of course, uh, in order, Alexander Steen, Jake Allen, and of course, Coach Mike. Yeah, it wasn't the Blues' best game, but you're not going to have your best game every game. That's why they call it a best game. Uh, they still played well. I don't think they played great, but they battled through some... Uh, Adversity when the Canucks would come back every time they would score a goal and they were able to take control in the third period, which is exactly what they needed to do. Now they need to be able to uh, move forward and continue to play strong on the road, which until this recent uh, road trip when they went 5-0, and they just were not able to do during the year. But let's hope they continue it. It's going to be a strange game. Uh, it's against Buffalo Saturday, tomorrow the 18th, and it's going to be at 12 p.m. Central. So it's going to be an early, early game. Like, uh, like Coach Mike said, there's not going to be a morning skate. So the players will have to really pay attention to how they play at the beginning of the game. And let's hope they will uh, be able to come out with another win. It would be so nice of that. After that, they come home to play Florida. Uh, it should be a fun game to watch. And um, after that, they play Chicago. So moving forward, the Blues have some tough games. But uh, hopefully they can get through the stretch and continue this positive play and move forward towards a solid playoff position. I, I think just like everybody, I don't want to see them start to falter again and with four or five games left, be right on the edge of a playoff position or a couple points out. That's going to be really, uh, really difficult for any team to come back at that point. So let's uh, stay positive and hopefully they can keep moving forward and beat Buffalo, who has been playing better as of late. I don't think I'll give them as much credit as uh, Coach Mike does, but uh, they have been playing better than they had. Uh, you know, and there's talk of uh, a Kane being traded uh, from Buffalo, but uh, he's been playing pretty well lately. He's not my favorite player. I really don't like him at all, but he has been playing better as of late. Should be a good game. Don't forget to come back and join me uh, for the game recap uh, of that Buffalo game. As you guys know, we're here after every game for game recaps. And then we also have special episodes like uh, coming up next week. I'll be doing an episode on the trading deadline, uh, how it's going to affect the Blues and Kevin Shattenkirk and possibly Patrick Berglund being moved. I know a lot of people haven't thought about that and are pretty upset about them even thinking about it. But I'll get into that and why I think it's good or bad either way. And we'll delve into everything and really tear it apart and see what's best for the Blues now and in the future. My name has been Lance Descott. That's all the time we have for the Drop Podcast today. Don't forget to join us every time. Until next time, have a great day, a great weekend. And hey, don't forget, get up a little bit earlier tomorrow. The Blues game's at noon. Let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or download this episode and past episode on iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, and Stitcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about LineUpMedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at LineUpMediaGroup.com or at theofficialdrop at gmail.com. Until next time, let's go Blues!